0: You're invited to experience online healing retreats brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. These magical online gatherings give you valuable insights, exercises, and channeled information on the great shift of the ages. Visit AcousticHealth.com and click on Online Retreats or check out our retreat archive and download the recording. Life-Changing Online Retreats by AcousticHealth.com. Welcome to another healing conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. We're going to have a healing conversation today about the truth and ETs. So we're talking about disclosure and what it is, when it will happen, what's being done to encourage or force our government leaders to admit that yes, extraterrestrials ETs do exist, that we are not alone in the universe, and that yes, we have had contact with extraterrestrials. My guest today is Steve Bassett, an exopolitical activist and leading advocate to end a 65-year government-imposed truth embargo of the facts surrounding an E.T. presence engaging the human race. He's the founder uh, and executive director of Paradigm Research Group. Welcome, Steve. Thank you for joining us today.
1: It's great to be with you.
0: Now, you have just submitted a second petition to the White House in an attempt to force the Obama administration to respond, and so this started on February 23rd, and you have 30 days until March 23rd to get 25,000 signatures. How's it going so far?
1: It's uh, it's not not where we want it to be. I think we're, we're over 6,000 signatures, maybe approaching probably on 61, maybe 6150. Uh, so we're not on the pace we need to be. We have till well, actually actually midnight of the 24th, I believe. To get 25,000 signatures, so we're um, going to do a lot of promotion this week. Uh, another press release is going out, and other things to get people's attention to this, let them know what to do, where to go, and see if we can't, you know, finish it. Uh, in any case, the petition is up on the White House website, and will be there through the 24th. And uh, this is going to attract some media, so we're going to get some advantage from it, regardless of the outcome
0: great okay and so the petition you can go to paradigmresearchgroup.org that's your website as well as disclosurepetition.info
1: that's the key site that's the info site for the for the for the petition uh disclosure petition to the rockefeller initiative and right when you go there right away you see the direct link to the white house where the petition resides and where you can sign it
0: Now, in your 16 years of research, you have uncovered a lot of great information, so would you share, for those who are new to this topic and listening and realizing it's pretty incredible that there's been information withheld, can you share with us what you've learned in the past decades that you've been doing this?
1: Well, it's not so much that I've uncovered a, a, a lot of information. I'm not a researcher. I'm a political activist. Um, but I reviewed the you know, evidence that many hundreds of others have uncovered uh, and developed in the last 65 years since uh, 47, early 47, when this issue really exploded. And uh, I already had before, well before I plunged into it deeply. I still had some, I had some relatively firm views about it but the, the the simple facts are that we aren't alone in the universe which is an extraordinary thing um mm-hmm. as profound as it gets but uh governments have deliberately uh, withheld this 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 basic fact uh without getting into all of the other things that they that they might be withholding on this all of the other uh bits of information um uh, The fact that we're not alone is pretty simple and basic, and they've withheld that. It's a government policy. Uh, Other governments have gone along with this policy. The U.S. is in the lead on this. Um, And the question now is, is that appropriate anymore? Uh, Is that acceptable that something as profound would be withheld from the world's people by their own governments? Um, Some could argue either way. I've obviously made up my mind that it's just no longer acceptable to, to do that. The Catholic Church tried to do something very similar. They felt uncomfortable with the, the new science that was developing in the 1600s that, that showed the solar system to be different than what the Church said it was, and they made a substantial effort to suppress that from their their, their followers, their flock. Uh, they went to great extent. They exhumated lots of people. They killed people. Um, it was part of the Inquisition um uh, and it was hopeless, and it couldn't work. And the church finally did apologize for it in 2003. Well, the U.S. government's been doing the same thing. Now maybe they had a better reason, because the primary basis for the truth embargo was the Cold War, and the fact that it posed a, that posed an enormous risk to society, and they were deeply concerned that the ET issue, should it become acknowledged, should it get out there, would add a significant. Set of new variables that they couldn't calculate how they would play out under the circumstances that we were facing, which is two ideologies prepared to virtually annihilate each other uh, um, over different opinions about how to how to uh, run their countries and how to run their economies. Some saw it as like Jonathan Swift's *Gulliver Travels*, where he had the two the two groups that were at war for some time over which end of the egg. To open first. Some, though, saw it as a, as, as a true ideological uh, conflict that had to be resolved. Uh, in any event, uh, once the Cold War was over, then the basis to bring this out was there. The door was open for it, but they haven't been able to go through that door. It's, 22, it's 21 years later. So, yeah, we're not alone. There's extraterrestrials engaging us um, a lot uh, in the last 65 years, if not the last 65,000. They're more than one species. We have a massive amount of evidence for this. We have crash vehicles that we have gotten and have been researching for decades. Almost certainly have dead bodies. Some reports that some live aliens were gotten by the government. There may or may not be formal arrangements with these entities, and that's just for starters. That's just the way it is. That's reality. And uh, people would like to wish it away, just pretend it's not there. Um... Won't matter. Uh, you know, we're not alone in the universe, which really should be surprising, given how big the universe is, how little we still don't know about physics, and how many planets we're now discovering in the galaxy. They're projecting. I think. Um, gee, I think the the projection now for the number of life zone planets in our galaxy alone is, you know, it's 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 a billion or more. Uh, And it's going to grow. The number is probably going to grow. The number of actual planets in the galaxy are now estimating to be more than the number of stars in the Milky Way. So uh, it's just time to move on. Uh, We're not the only living matter in this galaxy, and to think otherwise is absurd. Um, And that's where we're at. And so the petitions that are being filed right now are being filed on the White House website as part of a project called We We the People. And uh, PRG is using this as a lever to get this issue in play to to accomplish certain goals. The first goal was to get a response from the White House on the key key uh, point of the advocacy movement, which was disclosure. We called for the administration to disclose, to release all files. Uh, we got enough signatures to trigger a response. The response came on November 4th, and the White House basically took the hard line and said, uh, there's nothing to release. Uh, we're hiding nothing. There is no evidence at all for an ET presence. There's no evidence at all for life outside the universe which was fine, except completely untrue and undefensible. As I've said many times, it can't be defended. No, no, no member of the White House could possibly stand uh, on the same stage in front of cameras with any of the top researchers or activists and defend that position. I mean, it would just be an unfair, how would you say, debate, to say the least. I mean, it wouldn't have a chance, so they're not going to do that anytime soon. But they put that position out, we've got that, now we're going back at them with a second petition that's focused on the Rockefeller Initiative, which is a, an event that took place back in the 1990s during the Clinton administration, which the press has avoided and no one involved in it has spoken. And so we're using the process to put that initiative, the Rockefeller Initiative, on the White House website in front of all the media in the world, and now we're pounding away at them to go look at it, and as well as getting people to sign the petition and, and do the right thing, which is to, to say, hey, You're not alone in the universe. Isn't that cool?
0: It is so incredibly cool, and it should be a wondrous thing. I'm going to ask you, perhaps the government so deliberately covers this up because we've been programmed through our movies for so long that these ETs or aliens are meant to be fearful or harmful. There's only been a few, like E.T., the movie, and some others that made it feel more comfortable than fear. Mm -hmm. So... If they are to disclose this, wouldn't it reveal that they've covered it up so much and it would almost, it almost seems like it would be a house of cards on the government in many senses, even with the current economic factors that are playing in?
1: Well, first and foremost, the um, American people learning uh, that the government has been misleading them on something is hardly going to be new, <laughs> and no one's going to be shocked by that at all. Uh, in fact, they'd be surprised if they learned that the government what wasn't misleading them. So that that's not going to be a big shock. Um, about half the American people now already admit privately, and when they're polled, that that they they think this phenomenon is extraterrestrial. They actually say that in the poll. That's about 100. And, what is it? 50 guys. About 150 million American adults. About 20 percent have had sightings. That's about. Um, 60 million American adults, and about 80%, 85% believe, uh, when told that the government's not telling the truth. That's about 240 million adults. So mm-hmm. uh, well, that's not the issue. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there, is, there are a number of public relations problems that the government's going to have to deal with uh, post-disclosure. The government doesn't like to deal with public relations problems. It, it doesn't like to be challenged or bothered. Uh, it wants us to pretty much set up, pay our taxes, and leave them alone. However, they have, obviously, the government's been put through the wringer a number of times, not enough, by the media and the people over their transgressions and abuses of power. They need more of that, but they've been through that. They've been through that before. This will be a big one, but then the event itself is big, and the implications are huge. And I think that people are going to be relatively understanding uh, for the Cold War basis for withholding the Uh The technology, there will be a little less understanding, because that technology that I think they are sitting on right now could be extremely helpful to the problems we face, and people are going to be angry that they didn't get it out sooner. There's going to be a serious public relations problem over the contact issue, and the fact that the government is really powerless to do anything about it. Um, and, you know, it's going to be an interesting time. Um, but that comes after disclosure. Disclosure is the simple acknowledgement of the E.T. president. And uh, once they get that done, then we'll all work together to sort of get through the rest. Right now, the government is completely isolated on this issue. It, it can't act at all. Other nations are acting. Pressure is coming in from multiple multiple directions, but it's frozen. And that, that, that statement issued by the Obama uh, White House on the 4th of November last year just shows that they're locked up. In fact... Uh, after 16 years, my assessment of the situation is this, that the U.S. government essentially, when they created the truth embargo, literally built a, pri- uh, built a prison cell for the for themselves. The government literally locked itself in its own prison cell. Uh, that's what the embargo became for them. I don't know if they really realized that was going to happen. And, and the way it happened is that uh, the massive intelligence uh, – Secret world that they had to create to create to quote defeat the Soviet Union and also address the ET issue uh, clandestinely or sub rosa, which is huge. I mean, it became vast. Uh, it became so vast that it it separated itself um, or it split apart from the uh, representative uh, political uh, arena. Uh, not a good thing. Ill a- advised. I think it was kind of an organic process. I don't think that there anybody you know uh, had a coup or or whatever and the delivery split. It just it just emerged. It, it's so huge, the secret empire as I like to call it, that it's beyond the capability of the Congress to oversee. Uh, as we know the Congress can barely get up uh, get its pants on correctly and get to the office. Um they're useless. The president has been locked out. Um, Some presidents more locked out than others, and so uh, the situation we have, circa 2012, though I think this has been the case going all the way back to the Clinton, uh, to the Carter administration, at least. Actually, probably back to, uh, to, to goes all the way back to the Kennedy administration. But there's been some fluctuations. But the situation is this. The president doesn't have access to the information about the ET issue or a whole lot of other things that are going on in the black world. doesn't know where the bases are, can't get in them, doesn't know what research is going on, doesn't know where the ETs are, where the craft are, and Lord knows whatever else they've been doing down there. The president is transient. He comes and goes. Um, They don't trust him. They don't trust any political leaders generally. Um, And it's just better to keep uh, the president on a need-to-know basis as well as the Congress. Okay. Well, the problem there is is that without without being able to have access to the to to a certain uh, level of uh, evidence regarding this phenomena, the president cannot step forward and do anything uh, to, to try to disclose this issue without access to that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be extremely risky and could go very badly. So the president's locked up. Meanwhile, the military intelligence community. This really serves the president. The president is the commander-in-chief of the national security structures. Uh, The president doesn't run the Congress, and the president doesn't run the judiciary, as we all know. But the president is the commander-in-chief. And so the military intelligence world answers, under the chain of command, to the president. Well, for that reason, nobody in that command has got the authority to step out in front of the cameras and say, Well, I think it's time for the American people to know that they're not alone in the universe. Some general, some bird colonel. No way. Uh, So they're locked up. And so the problem we have is that neither side, it's really the two components that that is required for disclosure, is able to move forward. They've literally built this, locked themselves into this. And so what has to happen is that enough pressure has to be brought on the government in every way possible so that both sides realize that this thing is going to break regardless of whether they take proactive measures or not. And um, there's several ways that could happen. And so, finally, they will meet, in other words, a representative from military intelligence management groups on this will meet with a representative from the White House. It, It will be a private meeting, I can assure you. And they will come up with the understanding that they need uh, what can they provide to the President to support an announcement, and what do they want from the President once an announcement has been made, and when they reach that understanding, then the President could go forward so that that's a way to look at the situation right now. It's not unresolvable uh I think it will end pretty soon, but it will it could very well be delayed if uh we have a, a new war or a major terrorist event. Or other grotesque behavior, which is still the prevalent, you know, the prevailing modality, which is just men behaving badly. Uh, we could get delayed on this; could put it off for years. Uh, so I think disclosure needs to happen as soon as possible, and we're operating under that, under that assumption.
0: Well, as we, the people, step up and sign that petition, we are disclosure. It's incredible work that you're doing, Steve, in order to lift the truth embargo. I want to go back and ask you about any information you have on the technology that is hidden from us.
1: There's witnesses and evidence, which has been amassed, which is... Helpful uh, of the various areas, it's not as strong as some others. Um, but um, um, here's 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 the basic things I think are known. One, that these craft have extraordinary capabilities. There's more than one kind, and there may be more, and and there is more than one group engaging us. The assumption is that these different groups are coming from different planetary systems. They could all come from. You know, it's possible they could come from one planetary system. I mean, there's no I, mean, no, I think, physical barrier to a planet having multiple sentient species that can't even breed together. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that they come from multiple planetary systems. Um, so. Uh, these craft that they have generally have extraordinary capabilities. They're anti-gravitic, and they're not—they're not generating energy by coal, oil, propane, uh, mm-hmm. gas, whatever. They're not doing that. So they—they've got—they're using an energy source which is uh, beyond what we have, and might be a breakthrough—not—not mm-hmm. not just a small breakthrough, but a huge breakthrough, a technological re- re- revolution, a paradigm change. Um, there's good evidence that we have already reverse-engineered the anti propulsion tech, and we have our own versions of that, which I think a lot of people would find interesting, um, and have had them for some time. It's less clear uh, whether they have successfully duplicated or reverse-engineered the energy systems of these craft, though there are hints that it's been pushing research. Um, The whole field of alternative energy, of course, has been emerging uh, out from under the suppression from the uh, fossil fuel industry. Uh, We've been getting – there's also info out there that's public about uh, research by both government and and private uh, entities into um, the concepts of – I guess you could say uh, non-traditional energy sources of extraordinary nature. We're getting down into some serious quantum mechanics and and deep physics, but we're not totally unaware of the potential for a an extraordinary energy source breakthrough. Now, some of that may be motivated by what they may be learning uh down below, but there there's still no indication they're about to be able to provide that to the to the world's people who are really under massive pressure. Uh, oil is going to go up in price, and every time it goes up uh, 5, 10 percent, a lot of people die. Uh, because the cost of energy determines the cost of food and, in many cases, water.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, the uh, non-industrialized poor, poor world uh, can't, can't afford it. And so the cost of energy goes up. It, a huge suffering takes place. And on and on and on. And of course, you've got the fossil fuel pollution, which kills several million a year, low end estimate, uh, from diseases and other factors due to the massive pollution of air, water. Um, so that's what we we know. We also know from way over a half a million uh, contact reports that have been submitted to researchers by un- unsolicited by people all over the world, of all walks of life, that. They're doing a lot of biotechnology uh, work with human beings, and 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 also using animals, and that they have extraordinary genetic uh, technology capabilities, which shouldn't surprise us. Um, we're, you know, what 150 years from horse and buggies and snake oil medicine, and we just mapped the human genome. Uh, we're cloning animals. We, of course, create hybridization in plants. We're actually starting to uh, you know, dabble with cloning human human um, cells with animal cells. And uh, these entities are probably you know, thousands of years ahead of us. Imagine where we would be 2,000 years from now so they have extraordinary genetic technology uh, which opens up the potential that they have the kind of technology that would make curing just about any disease we can imagine really quite trivial that would be kind of nice so that's just as for openers um this is not wild speculation this is uh, a reasonable assessment of evidence that we already have in hand
0: and you are very scientific and fact driven with looking at the species and the evidence of crash sites. So when we look at this, for someone who is brand new to this idea, there could be fear inside of them. Do you, when you know this technology and this, um, this contact of, you said, even 65,000 years, are you fearful or do you feel that this is a higher intelligence?
1: High, low, that's somewhat relative, isn't it? Uh, Smarter, more advanced, yes. More technology, knows more more about the cosmology, knows more about the physics of the world. Yeah, they know more than we do. Uh, What are their values? Don't know. How similar are their ethics to us? Don't know. Uh, What are their motives? We don't know uh what's their what's their ultimate agenda we don't know in detail should we have something to fear sure i mean that, that that's human that's a human reality i mean we're we're born uh into a very dangerous world with with no real fear um and then we acquire that fear as we as we grow up and as we live through life we find plenty of reasons to to utilize fear uh, in order to protect ourselves, and this, this is to the nature of human beings, and I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. We have tons to fear right now in the world. I mean, the list is very long, and so the ET reality will just be one more thing to add to the list. Uh, not particularly a game changer fear wise. Uh, after 16 years, I still believe, I'm still of a mind that that humans, by and large, still have much more to fear from other humans than they do from Mm -hmm. non-humans. I hope I never have to change my mind on that. Um, There's a huge amount of unknowns here, and and, and humans always fear unknowns. Uh, That's understandable, no problem. Unfortunately, the government, in order to uh, is one of the ways they've maintained the truth embargo, has deliberately encouraged, if not introduced, high fear quotients into this. Now, whether whether the 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 film and television industry was was directed to enhance that or not, I, I don't. They didn't really need to be. I think that they they knew that the, the nature of film and television is that scary stuff and and action and Uh, appealing to emotions is what sells movies and tickets. And so uh, uh, the idea of of nasty aliens that are a huge threat was going to sell more tickets than high-cautious aliens. Now, the fact is that the film industry does adapt over time. It's not totally fixed. Um, And it did find ways to make movies that, that put extraterrestrials in a much more nuanced context, and, and make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there have been a number of films that that have extraterrestrials that are not evil
2: yeah.
1: uh, you know, beings, and and it's also the case that there was a time when, when when Hollywood churned out one movie, one cowboy movie after another, where the Indians are the you know the savage uh, enemy, and mm-hmm. uh, the white cowboys are the good guys, and we just kill all the Indians. You, you really can't even make a movie like that now. Uh, it wouldn't go over very well and in fact hollywood loves to make movies in which the the, the native americans are shown to be actually have a higher consciousness than non-native americans so so hollywood adjusts and adapts i don't i don't think it's been programmed i think they've tampered with it from time to time on occasion um but in any case certainly hollywood has generated plenty of fear-based alien movies uh i think the kids are a little more immune to that now uh, they've been so so doused with it that, and including video games, that it's almost kind of it's not real. Uh, I think uh, my generation is more I, affected by that a little bit. Uh, I think kids are well, you know how kids are—they just love to take chances, or, and, and 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 they're less intimidated by technology. Uh, they're not going to really have a problem with extraterrestrials unless extraterrestrials are in fact a threat. Um,
0: well, wouldn't you think that if they were, they could have taken us out any time before here? I think maybe there's a True. higher law. Logically,
1: of, because they haven't done it doesn't mean they wouldn't. Plus, you've got more factors out there. I mean, if the galaxy is uh, as complicated as I think it is, there are huge numbers of civilizations out there. And, and.
0: Okay, so let's say Star Trek. And how does that relate to what we're talking about?
1: It was Rodenberry's attempt to, to, to project the future, and, and I think he... <laughs> he was uh, close, and I, th- I think the he, reason that's so popular, and has done so well, is that I think he came pretty close to probably describing
2: mm-hmm.
1: the way things will turn out to be. Um, obviously, a little. I mean, <laughs> there, there's a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, there are a lot of cliches, and uh, oh. some crazy stuff, and in, in, in Roddenberry's uh, stuff, but nevertheless, it's representative. And of course, you have political alliances in the galaxy, and those political alliances help to keep order. Uh, But then you have groups that are more more problematic, uh, and um, they have wars. Now, uh, that's where you may be going too far, um, because the advanced civilizations have technology of such that wars would just be
2: Hmm.
1: devastating and pointless, In other words, they're too good at it. It would would just be too dangerous for all concerned. We already have a sense of that. It would be even more enhanced with them. That doesn't mean they can't give each other a problem. And so the likelihood is, if I had to guess, is that any emerging planet like ours that's uh, coming along pretty well and approaching space um, uh, travel capability is 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 going to be protected by an alliance of uh relatively benign uh alien civilizations who together are able to protect it from any rogue uh species out there that just has a bad attitude That's my best guess um okay. Uh, and I kind of feel that's the way it is. That's the sense I get from the evidence. Uh, does that mean that's what it? Is? No, that's just the working model that I'm using. Um, but you know, the simple truth is, is that if, if humans, if humans from 2,000 years ago had the ability to go back in time and quote attack their th- themselves in the past from 2000 years out we would not have a chance against our future selves. It's mm-hmm. just the facts. It wouldn't be a contest. It would be like a, you know, a 300 pounds football player taking on a 3-year-old. You know, you can sit and think real hard. How could a 3-year-old take out that football player? Can't. Impossible. So, um that's literally where we're at and 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 we and that that's a that's a a huge humility reminder. It is a a excellent reason to to step back from from arrogance hubris and you know uh, concocted delusional self importance and try to put things in perspective It uh, uh, doesn't mean that you you hang your head and go hide in a cave. it just means that uh the human species is suffering from uh, some serious afflictions that that uh, are somewhat laughable in the face of the reality of the galaxy as it will soon emerge. So mm-hmm. perhaps we we will improve our attitude. That's my hope in disclose yes. disclosure world.
0: Well, it's rather embarrassing, <laughs> if we can tell it yeah, embarrassing. It seems,
1: it's embarrassing when you have an audience.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: And we do. We have, we have a galactic audience, and when you start looking at our behavior in that respect... It's like, wow, oh, gee, you know, that's that's just not cool. (laughs) It's like like there's a lot of crazy things you can do in the bathroom by yourself in front of the mirror, but if, if you found out later you had people watching you, you would be mortified.
0: Well, let me ask you a question about the shift of the ages. We are coming into a great galactic alignment. What is your comment, or do you have any thing to share on how that might be related to this
1: interesting I'm putting together a presentation which I call Disclosure at World's End ExoPolitics 2012 where I try to touch on that a little bit uh, the, the, what I can say and this is purely from my perspective um, take what it's worth cosmic coincidence going on here. It's just just one of those extraordinary coincidences, which we all experience in our own little lives, but it can actually happen on a grand scale.
0: Mm.
1: I I have a hunch that the E.T. presence, which is really, I think, centered around our our coming of age, uh, our coming of the nuclear age, starting in 1900, culminating in the, the Japan bombings of 45, is the reason why the phenomenon exploded in '47, and why we're involved in some sort of transitional uh, process uh, related to them, these ETs, which they are by and large—I don't know if they're controlling it strictly, but they are certainly influencing it, and they have a—they have some kind of an agenda attached to it.
0: Like, for example, the reason for
1: their exploded presence now It has nothing to do with the mind calendar and and the whole mind calendar thing uh is a pure coincidence but an interesting one because as it happens the, the 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 lore around the mind calendar and what they were trying to do or not trying to do has become and, and this has been a, a, made possible because of the internet and the global global uh neuro sphere we've created here mm-hmm. where an idea can get going and and go around the world and and, and go viral in in 24 hours Mm-hmm. Over the last X number of years, what's happened is that 2012 has become a symbol for all of the transitional aspirations of people worldwide. They've just invested it all right into this. Mm-hmm. You know, as we've as we've uh, as as the population exploded from one and a half billion in nine, 1900 to seven billion now, headed to nine, mm-hmm. and we pretty much. Um, Ran past our philosophies in terms of warfare and weaponization uh both nuclear and bio as we pushed the environment to the limits and 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 at the same time developed all this wonderful technology to so that we would we couldn't escape this knowledge in other words, we could not go bury our head in the sand or hide under the bed i mean uh, the, the real the knowledge of what we're doing and what's going on is coming through our TVs and and computers daily, and so we can't escape from it. So people are sensing uh, that major change and transition needs to take place, or there's going to be rather unpleasant consequences. Now, some people, and, and and given the fact that people come from totally different backgrounds, you know, really there's seven billion unique people on the planet. But different levels of education, different levels of intelligence, different uh, levels of of just knowledge, worldview, and all that. So people are having to work or or consider all this from all these different platforms. People who have a lot of science education uh, are able to view it one way. People that don't have much of that really view it another way. But it all comes down to the same thing. It's it's still this sense of essential transition. Some view the transition in firm, terms of some sort of evolution of consciousness, some, some breakthrough in worldview, or even organic change in their brain. Some view it as a pure spiritual evolution where they just have epiphanies of, of realization. Some view it as technological transformation. Other view it as political transformation, uh, both terrestrial and extraterrestrial. But it all comes down to the same thing. It's not just some more change, it's profound change. It's kind of a global cosmic paradigm. And it's all been invested in this year. So that means that this year is going to be pretty amazing, and it's going to be intense. It's going to get extremely complicated, because all of this aspiration is going to have to have an outlet somewhere. And it may not be a good outlet. Uh, When people get in that mode and things don't go well, they, they tend to get very vociferous in their frustration.
0: So that's why it's so important the work that you're doing, so that we can help diffuse the bomb. And it begins with truth, and in a way, truth has to be handled with kid gloves. <coughs>
1: and yeah, it's an interesting turn of phrase. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to argue with on i I think, I think.
2: I or think do you just hit him over the head with it? Very
1: boldly. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, there's, an old, there's an old cliche that uh, activists use, uh, uh, and I don't know the origin of it, but if, if I Google it, I probably could find out in 60 seconds, that if you're going to tell the truth, you need to make them laugh, or they'll kill you. Um, and it is the case that, that the truth, oddly enough, can be extremely unsettling. And I think one of the reasons for that is a certain mathematical logic to that, that on any given situation, there's really one reality. Well, actually, it's just the, the entire universe is a singular reality, actually, which is what someone experiences when they get a samadhi experience. But just to be, without getting complicated, any situation, political, personal, whatever, there's one reality. And... It, it it it's it's good, bad, it's both, it's uncomfortable, it's comfortable, whatever, whatever it is, it is. There's one reality, and uh, uh, on the other hand, there are uh, an almost infinite number of misrepresentations of that reality. All right. So what does that mean? It means that when you go through life, either as a as a single person, or as a family, or as a species. Or a nation, the citizens. At any given time, you you could know the actual truth of the situation, or you you could be you could you could allow yourself to believe in or accept uh, a, a an explanation that is one of a thousand false representations, but it, it, it it's more palatable. So, and this is one of the great, great truths, I think, of, of the human condition, is that because of that simple mathematics, one fundamental reality, an infinite number of, of misrepresentations of reality, we go through our lives constantly leaning toward, coming up with, and accepting comfortable explanations that are not true in order to just feel better about the ride and the journey that we're on and uh anytime someone comes along and says uh wait a minute those 23 things you think about that are not true here's what's really going on and what's really going on is not so pleasant. And people get angry about that. Mm-hmm. No, please, lie to me. you know. And they, they're doing this with their politicians now. You know, People want their politicians to lie to them about what's going on so they'll feel better, even though they know that eventually there's going to be a price to be paid and there's a reckoning down the line and things get really awful. But in the meantime, they just want to feel good. If a politician comes forward and says the truth, they get really excited about it for a while, and then they realize, wait a minute, I don't really want that, and they go right back to... To spending money on politicians who lie well. In other words, look, you know, you guys are not lying very well. It's making me uncomfortable. I need you to lie better, or we'll replace you with better liars. And so, liars are still predominant in our politics. Truth tellers are rare. So again, this is this is you want to talk about a transitional change. Uh, the human race um, is in a box in a way because it, if. If a a person or a family or a nation or a species gets in the truth business, if if they make, if if they if they are willing to 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 simply blow away all of these countless misrepresentations of reality that are simply crutches that make them feel a little better in the moment, and and get into the truth business, which will be uncomfortable and and difficult and a little bit painful, but if they did it. Because they would be operating from truth, from the way things really are, they would be in a far better position to make things better. And ultimately, things would get better, and their lives would get better, and they'd be a lot happier. But they're not willing yet to go through the transitional process to get there. And what's happened is is that we have now pushed things so far – That it's no longer possible to live out these illusions and not pay the consequences. And so we're getting shoved up against the truth in a way, and in so many areas at the same time. People are very uptight. Uh, You just see it all over the planet. There's evidence everywhere. Suicide rates are high. Sperm counts are down. The whole industrial world is on every imaginable prescription drug. Huge amounts of mood-altering drugs. Huge amounts of illegal recreational drugs. Massive amounts of stomach medicines. And on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is because they're literally being shoved up against this wall of reality. And they're, and they're just... It's just stressing them to the max. And when they do the studies, interestingly enough, around the world about various groups out there, they consistently find that the poorest groups, the poorest nations, these people are happier. Yeah. So the poorer they are, the happier they are, though they may suffer. And that's because they're not being shoved up against this wall of truth that we are, and and so the industrialized, smart world, educated world is just going frigging nuts. Uh, and it's just—it's it's kind of fascinating to watch. The sad thing is that there's really no what I would call systemic effort to actually address that. It's—it's it's as if everybody's just taking their hand off the wheel, and said, "I can't drive. I don't know what's going on. I'm just—I'm just, I'm just going to go along with this and wait for the crash." Um, there are obviously efforts, but even those are not well directed. And in other words, you've got. Huge numbers of people that want to react to this, Mm -hmm. but they they can't really develop a focused process, and so they're all getting on their horses and riding off in all directions at once. Um, They're well-meaning, without question, and there's good being done. But you know, the systemic uh, uh, processes that are needed are not there yet, and without them, we haven't got a chance. And and I'll give you a perfect example you know you have all these people in the united states that don't really know much about the true environmental impact of the 360 million americans that live here on this on on, on the united states just north america and the environment mm-hmm. including the oceans around it they have no idea how bad it's going to get they they just don't know but but they know that there's some sort of a green you know process and there's environmentalism and they've been told if you cycle your cans and bottles and stuff and inflate your tires on your car that things will get better. And they do it, and it makes them feel a little bit better, and they feel responsible. But the fact is that those those efforts are virtually a tiny drop in the bucket, and there's a tidal wave of environmental consequences heading for us. And to, to snap people out of that is almost impossible. In other words, I... I I just want to recycle my cans and bottles, and, and, and I know things will work out. And to tell them, no, it won't work out, and that's that's – that's really nothing. It's, it's, it's almost like going through the motions. Like like those security stuff at airports, that's mostly for show. It it really doesn't protect us that much, but it makes us feel protected. These kinds of illusions are no longer going to serve us very well. These are the kind of dilemma that we're faced. I, I speak about this, and I'm able to speak about this, only because the truth embargo, which is what I'm so intensely focused on, the whole effort to embargo this the truth about the E.T. presence, tangentially hooks into this kind of stuff. It It's at the core, literally, mm. of this sort of societal illusion that was created by the government. The most successful propaganda campaign in all of history. Far more successful than than the Nazi propaganda, even the Soviet propaganda machine. This was this was amazing. They managed to to keep this E.T. thing uh, sustained and under wraps. Embargo sustained and they issue under wraps by and large for 65 years, in spite of the fact that E.T.s are all over the place. Unbelievable. Now, well, it's about to end pretty soon.
0: Well, does it tie into... The what we know is the Illuminati, and the banking cabal.
1: Not, I don't think so. Not so much. Um, um, there, uh, that 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 is a, a, a tough area. Um, mm-hmm. I have plenty of colleagues that are quite intense about this. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: What's happening is that as people feel um, disempowered, and more importantly, as people lose trust in their social contract, uh, they do develop societal paranoia. And some of those paranoia are justified. And they they look for they look for uh, explanations. They, In other words, people are not going to be satisfied to think, well, things are just going to hell. They want to know exactly why and who's responsible. Um, It's it's like when people get disease. They'll get some real serious fatal, you know, or or fatal disease in a sense, terminal disease, and the factors involved are maybe in the thousands, but they just want to know the one that did it. What, what, What caused this? And it just makes them feel better to think that way. But, in fact, it's far more complicated than that. Uh, the world is filled with competing power groups and always has been. And it's going to continue to be that way. And people with power and money have influence over others. Um, and so there's this huge tendency to want to say, all right, or or accept Theories and ideas that are put forward in front of us—that this group is controlling everything and that group is controlling everything—and and, and uh, usually they don't—they can't even name them. Though, though, in some cases they do do name them. But many cases they can't name. Don't know where they are. Don't know where they live. Don't have their phone number. Don't have their email address. But they're running everything. They're controlling everything. And I, I just don't think it's that way. I think I think there are controlling groups, and I think a lot of them are utterly narcissistic and. Uh, more than capable of doing a lot of damage, and I think a lot of them are even competing with each other. Uh, so they're not unified. They're after; they'll even go after each other, and they are operating at a at a, a, le- a le- level above the common, the regular person. They have influence and money and power, just like, well, movie stars and big sports figures have money and influence and power. Uh, they they may not exercise it, though. They may not really try to influence our lives, but they've got it. And if they wanted to, they could probably do a lot of interesting things. And they're very much in the open, but we're more worried about the ones that have money, influence, and power who are not celebrities, who are not known. And they ex- exist, too. And they operate in another world. Mm-hmm. and uh, And we're suspicious of them. And because we don't have a lot of access to who they are, what they do, we are prone to become very hyperbolic about what they're capable of and what's going on. And this this is natural human reactions and psychology, but it's not particularly beneficial. It's not helpful. Okay. Uh, What is helpful is for people to look at each other and look at the reality, the real reality of where they're at, and say, how can we act together to have extensive influence and power? How can we expand the collective? How can we counter the influences of elite groups, whatever their origins, whatever their banking uh, affiliations? And unfortunately, the vast majority of people are more willing to just fear the unknown elites than uh, than make the effort to collective action. Um, uh, collect, it, it's, it's just easier to sit in a chair and look at the television and be afraid than it is to take the effort to Start collectivizing with with um, hundreds of thousands, and millions of other people to change the world, and this is just the nature of humanity. Um, now that needs to change, and it may because there are, there are technologies that have arrived that that make this more possible than ever before. But the psychology of people has not kept up with that. They still have a, there's a gap there, and so there's still a lot of people that feel that their lives cannot change because. A bunch of bankers in Europe have already are already controlling everything, and they run the president, and they, they own all the, you know. And then there are people that believe up to, uh, the um, the ATs are controlling everything. Um. So, I guess, as as so, much the case, often the case, the reality is far more complex and difficult to, to work with than than the representations of reality that we accept to be comfortable. This comes up all the time, Lauren, all the time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It is a fundamental dilemma of the human condition. And one way to alleviate it is to address it early on in in general education Mm -hmm. and start teaching kids about it when they're very young so that by the time they're 15 they get it. We don't do that. In fact, we almost encourage that process even as we educate, thus ensuring that by the time the person is adult, the real world is not something they can access that well uh... and they live in illusions uh, and then once they try it once the stress of those illusions starts to overwhelm them they turn to uh... uh reality altering stuff all kinds of things that alter reality and then they go deeper into these illusions and some of which are now assisted by medications or drugs or whatever else until they're completely attached from reality and uh and we're seeing that constantly i mean we're we're seeing the symptoms of people being detached from reality just springing up everywhere it's 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 just a wave of events and processes that we're watching as people that have detached sufficiently are now acting out and you constantly hear the same thing. Something happens on Monday, and the next day you have you know the people being interviewed. I just can't understand how you could do that it's just it just it, it completely doesn't I don't get it at all. It's impossible who could understand that. Uh, it's, yeah, that sense of I can't understand how that would be. Well, actually, there's good reasons why it happened that way, did but they don't know those reasons, and they're not they're not connected enough to figure it out. This is not where we want to go. It's a real problem. And my contribution, or the the the, the, the contribution of the disclosure movement, is that this is a truth so massive that if we can break the embargo of it, it is such a glo- it will be such a global message. That yes, truth is obtainable, and suppression of truth can be broken and as a result it it may sort of it may it may prime the pump, and all of a sudden we may see truth starting to emerge from other governments and other institutions and they may get into the truth business because for a while it's in their benefit. And people may hunger for it, and they may start saying, "You know, give us more reality." It's kind of like, you know, after 50 years of television, people are so fed up, are getting so gorged on all the artificial plot lines of of fiction, movies, and fiction television, teleplays, tele, and uh, you know, screenplays and teleplays that they just can't take anymore. I mean, they've, they've they've heard and seen every conceivable fiction plot you can imagine and they're starting to get into documentaries and they're thriving on documentaries uh, and reality television which is not actually reality but it's still not pure fiction. This trend is not trivial. It it reflects a a need and a thirst for people to kind of get out of the illusionary uh, uh, box that they're in and actually know something real that, that, that works you know And and, uh, this is this is just a it's not a huge trend, but it's not trivial either. I mean, documentaries are going to be the principal mode of information in the 21st century. Uh, And and more and more people are, you know, I hear that you know I don't even watch television. uh, Don't go to the movies that much because they've had all the fiction they can handle. Um, Not that fiction doesn't have value. Not that there isn't great art there. It's just that it's not like we go once a month to a fine play i mean we're being drenched with hundreds of billions and billions of hours of of uh person time spent in being entertained by by uh, non-real fictional plots and realities and then there's advertising propaganda throw that in there so there's huge stuff going on so when you when you when i talk about change i'm talking from that perspective uh If you really look at what's happening right now, and you you look deeper and deeper, you actually see that the change is underway is huge. Right? People are looking for some sort of huge singular example, some moment, and a switch goes off. No, it's not big like that. It's big, and then it's deep and pervasive. And as you move into more and more areas and look at them, you begin to see that there's change happening on a global scale with respect to people's lives and governance, technology, environment, and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's all going to work out, but but it, you know, I... it's happening.
0: Yes, and so, you know, when we speak about being pushed up against the truth, I have a guest on the line, Dr. Suzanne Lee, who works with people assisting them in therapy when they get pushed up against the truth. So welcome, Dr. Sue. Do you have a question?
2: Uh, yes I, I well question comment kind of thing mm-hmm. um I wanted first off the, the uh what did you you call it your working model mm-hmm. um I totally agree with your working model and and also I wanted to address the uh collective the evolution of consciousness and change in the brain because that has been my scientific and metaphysical quest for. 40 years, and um, there's a lot of research about that there is actually new waves that are coming online in our brains, um, and also we're getting better equipment to make these types of measurements, but um, with this evolution of consciousness, there's... You know, I know from my website and the different people that I communicate and things that I read, that there is a huge movement of change that is based on this evolution of consciousness. And it's interesting, these people are coming up with the same information that you have come up with Mm. through your, you know, scientific, traditional scientific exploration and research. So I wanted to ask you perhaps to comment on that a little bit because... Part of the things with the children, they had to, like, change the terms for autistic because it was getting down to, like, 1 in 75 children. And, and I know as a therapist that these children are cognitively, they are wired different. They do not learn the way we used to learn. And they, they have a different state of consciousness. These children come in saying things that were not allowable when we were children. That's for sure because it would be far too out there. Um, So, along with the social changes that are happening and the people that are getting so lost and going to drugs to get, you know, new visions of reality, I'm wondering if you've done much research on the people that have gone into, you know, meditation and different types of consciousness activities to um, find their different vision of reality.
1: Well, again, I'm not a researcher. I'm a political activist. I'm um, uh-huh. a pragmatist, nuts and bolts, secular. So I'm looking at the world from that perspective.
2: But, you know, it's interesting. Y- you you say that, but you're saying very almost exactly <laughs> the things that people that say, uh, you know, I'm a psychic or I, I'm a higher dimensional being, you're saying very much the same things. And I think it is so wonderful to have this portal, to have you be like an interface between the two different ways. It's like one can come at change from change happening within ourselves. And so, therefore, it's reflected into our world as opposed to the other paradigm of reality that change happens in our world and then it's reflected within ourselves. And I think what you're offering is an interface between those two paradigms of changing our reality
1: um I, I can't say yes or no to that it could be um i i think that you know i, I the world is uh, again the world is ultimately a singularity it, it's a one yes. thing happening all at once it i mean just all the all the divisions and everything are are, are essentially perceptually artificial uh so yes. things are happening in us reacting to the world the world's reacting to us. We're reacting to the world's reacting to us. Uh, uh, we do like to to uh, create dualisms and other simplicities to try to just understand and grasp what is almost un 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 understandable. The yeah, actual so workings of the universe are, at any given time, more than a trillion quadrillion supercomputers could possibly track, and we're in the middle of this. So that's going on. Okay. Having said that, one of the <clears throat> struggles that we have. As a species, is is that we are having to deal with the same things from very broad perspectives, very different perspectives. Now, that's that can be entertaining, but it's also a liability as well. It's one of the reasons I think that uh, some smart people felt that it was good to have public education and try to create a somewhat universal education platform to try to to minimize or at least shrink this this huge spectrum of of uh perspective that we can have in other words diversity has its limits like anything else um but having said that um we the nature of the modern world is that almost anybody has access to huge amounts of information from a very early age how wh- whatever their skills are whatever their knowledge base whatever their intelligence it's just pouring at them and somehow they have to figure this out uh, and it comes very quickly. In other words, you don't have, like, a dignified amount of time to get, you know, to, to sharpen your mind, to develop logical skills, to learn a good, decent amount of words and, and so forth, and then have the world be brought to you and you assess it. It's pouring at you from the time you're four or five years old. And so what's happening is we've got an he- a increasingly large, larger group of people who are processing huge amounts of information with less and less of a structured um, intellectual process. Uh, it, it, it makes for a very wild and crazy and somewhat entertaining reality and world, but yet a very difficult one to operate in and ultimately a very inefficient one and, and sometimes a very dangerous one. So, boy, I, how do you deal with that? I, you know. We, you can create the dualism of science versus um, spiritual approach, the spiritual versus scientific approach. Uh, it's a dualism that serves some people well, and I can appreciate it. You just have two things to think about, what's the spiritual approach, what's the other? Well, it's more than that. Um, the, the word consciousness is really not fully understood, and it's used it, it, very casually and thrown around, and it's almost lost its, its value. Uh, because it doesn 't really have a a relatively consensual or consensus definition um that 's a problem I, well, I can it only say on
2: the consensus that 's the whole thing because you 're right there isn 't a dualism between these two realities. there is actually a blending process, and in terms of um being able to compute these huge amounts of information of data, are you familiar at all with uh, The research that the Russians have done on the 97% DNA that they had labeled the junk DNA.
1: Yeah, I'm familiar Um, familiar with the junk DNA. We'll we'll be learning more about that.
2: Uh, Yeah, uh, we have our own little quantum computers in there. We just have to figure out. Well, actually, it's a matter of um, upgrading, you know, and so there's...
1: I'm more familiar with something you mentioned earlier, and that is the emergence of unusual children. Um yeah this this is an area that's interesting and uh, has a potentially key connection so it's extremely significant possibly yeah uh-huh. uh, the evolutionary process is generally fairly slow um, the the fundamental engine of evolution was somewhat was generally darwinian and involved a lot of generational turnover when humans developed uh to, when, when advanced society comes along increasingly less and less factors are are involved based upon survivability in other words you can you can you can survive well past uh childbearing uh time into old age uh with all kinds of problems and issues, delusions, illusions, defects, whatever, and so that whole process has been dramatically reduced and and theoretically, that is the fundamental driver of evolution. So what the hell's evolving here? Um, well, what could be happening is that, for one thing, the human race in just the last hundred years has been subjected to an unbelievable escalating Environmental change, and by that I mean everything—not only toxic chemicals, but electromagnetic radiations of all kinds, and so forth, and so forth, and and noise, and so forth. And so we are—we're changing in that regard. Whether that's every evolution, I don't know. But but it it, it it but it's not weeding people out. It's not it's not killing people off. So that we are quote becoming more able to adapt to this stuff. However, there is something going on that may be truly interesting, and that is an area that is will be one of the most difficult to get into post-disclosure, but maybe the most exciting, and that is uh, direct intervention in our genetics by extraterrestrials. Um, they, They have the ability to do things. In other words, they have the ability, I think, to make genetic alterations that might normally take millions of years. They can do them in weeks, months, or a couple of generations. And there's mounting evidence that they have been tampering with us on in, in a number of different ways. Um the most the what we know the best about is the creation of 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 hybrids, multi level hybrids that are Taken away. Now, that's one group. It's a special, it's it's one group we'll call it the, you know, I don't know what you call it, we need a name for those. In other words, they they, they extract a female egg, they add uh, uh, a significant amount of uh, alien genetic material, they allow it to stay in the the human's womb for a little bit, they pull it out, and it's raised in vitro from there on. They then take that entity, the female version of that entity, they add a little more human DNA, that, that entity, and gives birth to it or they take out an in vitro, develop a um, a second-level hybrid. And by the time they get to the third level, they've got a pretty human-looking entity, right? Uh, Right. but, But those are off somewhere. We don't know where they are, right? Some people think they're living here. I don't think so. But there's something else they may very well be doing, and this is where it gets really interesting. I'm pretty sure they have the ability to address a zygote which means a fertilized egg in the woman's womb. Uh I think they can address it in in situ, but I think they can also remove it, alter it, and put it back. And this, this then, entity is born. It is born by the woman on the planet. It is theoretically hybrid of sorts, but I don't think it's a hybrid in the sense of what they're doing in the first case. It's altered human, meaning it, it can go to a doctor, it can be given an MRI, uh, no doctor is going to go, oh, my God, this is not a human being, but it's different.
2: Yes.
1: And th- this is emerging. There's a lot of different names that are being applied. You hear indigo children, you hear star seeds. whatever. I mean, the language is still evolving. Uh, some of the language is, is rather awkward. Some of it is not. But this is one of the big questions I'm looking to see answered. Are they creating advanced Humans this way a certain percentage a certain number now this wouldn't be evolution this would be genetic manipulation which is a whole different ballgame and uh, and ultimately needs to be viewed that way we don't want to have any delusions about this uh, in other words these children couldn't be here without their intervention so this is this is essentially um, uh, a an, an upgrade very much like we upgrade software down here. And the first question you would ask is why would they be doing that? Why would you want to upgrade humans? I could understand why they make hybrids, right? There could be a lot of reasons for that. But why would they upgrade humans? And I believe the best explanation is is that, and there's a lot of studies that show this, that you only need a minority percentage of a population – to have a a, a relatively um, cohesive uh, a view or cohesive approach to something, or even ability to take the entire population with them. And by seeding enough people like that as these kids emerge, it, it's going to make it easier for us to make this transition to essentially a, a galactic participant. In other words, it's to advance the learning curve, in a sense, because the society is only is led by a relatively small group. It's not led by a very large number. I mean, uh, I think the the concept behind representative democracies is try to expand the number of people that are involved in the process of leading. Nothing wrong with that. Even then, it's not a huge number. So that could be what's going on. And I I bring this up. It's important because if that's what's going on, the sooner we recognize that, the better. Now, if it's not the case, and somehow our brains are changing and somehow evolving because they're receiving energy from the you know the center of the galaxy or whatever, uh, right. well, then that's what it is. But it's a working theory. <laughs> yeah, but these are just theories, and there's hundreds of them. However, mm-hmm. the evidence for this genetic manipulation by ETs is actually substantial and growing. So sure. my interest is there.
2: That's a good place to look. And, Dan, are you thinking that this intervention is done by the um, benefic uh, galactics or done by the Zetas who are are doing the experimentation back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, Because they are the service to self and service to others?
1: Well, I, I don't have enough information to be able to characterize them in that way. Uh, uh-huh. I'm still grays, reptoids, insectoids, and what have you. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not able to put names to them or, or talk in, in more greater detail about their history. I don't know it. Others can. Uh, a lot of that is channeled information. I, I simply can't go there. There are certain aspects of the, the emerging evidence that are, is very, very encouraging. Uh-huh. Uh, that doesn't mean there aren't some aspects that aren't, But and, and you need to look at those too. But there's a couple that are very encouraging, and people need to look at that. Uh, with with a with a reasonable amount of, of uh, uh, uh 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 what's the word the skepticism i mean they, they, they can't they overfocus on it but one one is crop circles I mean, the crop circle phenomenon is amazing and uh, i mean I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that that there's alien circles there I, I think there are humans as well but and this idea that the, they're they're creating these, these glyphs uh hieroglyphs in this way with the expanding um uh, and more complicated um, um, versions of it year after year, and that that's somehow a, a, a bad thing. It is it reeks of benignity. It reeks of advanced thinking. It reeks of consciousness. Uh, so it's a very positive thing. You Cattle mutilations are not so eat positive. The crop. What now?
2: The crop that's bent over, you can actually eat it.
1: You yeah, there's damage. not that much crop, crop that's left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the damage has uh-huh. been a, Right. Uh, but then, th- then there's other stuff that's not so cool, like animal mutilations. I mean, that's 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 interesting. It's troubling, though. They don't do anything to animals that we don't do. Uh, but then the other yeah. thing is this genetic manipulation. Because if you if you look at it, there's no evidence that if they're making changes, these changes are particularly negative. Um, they, they 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 you know if any of the kids that we're seeing. Though, admittedly, if somehow autism is somewhat related to this, and, and you've got uh, kids that are having to deal with this, and which is to say that the process or whatever they're 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 doing. While it may be creating some some strong positives, it's also creating situations that neither the parents or the kids are able to deal with, and these kids are not functioning like they ought to be. So in other yeah. words, that shows a crudity to it, uh, which 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 bothers me a little bit. But um, uh, Mary Wadwell is one of the leading researchers in the world on indigo children, uh, and one of the ones I trust the most. I mean, she's already dealt with three thousand contactees in Australia. Um, again. There may be in fact, this effort to do that now are they going to create an elite ruling class of of people with with, with powers are we, are we talking x men here uh or are they simply trying to provide a, a a an enhanced human uh in a percentage enough that it will allow us to move at a little quicker pace and hopefully not not uh be too envious of these kids that have of course well, the, the other generation will be be gone, but it's still only a percentage. So you have a generation of kids where you have a very small percentage that may have these enhanced abilities. How are they going to be viewed if this becomes more well-known? Complicated stuff. But the ETs may have already figured that out, too. So that's another positive thing. Uh, and you can usually find a couple more, which is why, overall, I'm I'm optimistic about how this will work out. However, as far as the human... Reactions and the way humans are going to deal with this as we go forward, it's going to be messy. And and, uh, there's going to be a lot of unpleasantness, frankly. Not the kind of societal breakdowns that the government has propagandized, uh, any of that, but it's going to be messy. And and, uh, it's going to be somewhat unpleasant in a lot of ways. Humans are going to struggle with this without question. And uh, I think we have to be prepared for that. We have to be prepared for... Some un- unpleasant behavior on the part of a lot of people Not not awful, awful, but just not cool it- It's upsetting, uh, people are struggling with it And you've got all these people that are going to be impacted and-, and they have this whole range of skills and tools and abilities or lack thereof And not everybody is going to be able to uh, process it And it- the longer the government stays out of this The longer the government refuses to engage this and bring it out, the longer this, the greater will be this disparity. In other words, and this is so, true of almost everything, if we if we had a more proactive society and a more proactive governor, government that said, okay, what is the orderly, reasonable way to go about dealing with this and that, bridges and infrastructure or financial change or education or anything else, and proactively work through it to get a positive result, we we would have a far more you know workable society but we don't do that in almost any case. All we do is lie, 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 lie until something breaks down. Then we go into crisis mode. We throw all kinds of solutions at things, barely balance the thing, and then, then we start lying again. There is no thoughtful, proactive process operating almost at any level about anything, except in microcosms, like within certain corporations, that may get a process going and a good internal, um, um, what what you call um I forget the name for it, but uh, they have this internal uh, you know, operating system that works pretty well. Maybe the corporation does well. And we have these microcosms. We have plenty that don't. But in terms of the commons, uh, you know, orderly, proactive, thoughtful, advanced thinking stuff is just not taking place. And in the case of the ET things, it's an extreme. In other words, not only is nothing taking place, they deny there's nothing there, right? It's like it's like it's like the government coming out and saying we don't have to work anymore on on researching health because there is no disease anymore. We decree that there's no disease, so there's nothing to really research. Everything is fine. People say, "Are you kidding?" Everybody I know has got a disease, but the government says, "Well, we say it's not there, it's not there." So the government's literally denying that ET presence exists at all, and so there's absolutely zero societal proactive engagement at this point. And so that yeah, just maximizes. That really, the, the, yeah, the, you addressed
2: they, that really well with the people voting for the people that lied about that, yeah. that lied about because they want to feel comfortable. Yeah, and hopefully that will. That percentage will continue to diminish as the people that are willing to seek the truth inside themselves enough to see the truth you know these things that you have said are you know really important things for people to hear that 's a wonderful thing
1: uh, truth tellers are in a very limited number um,
2: yeah.
1: people have gotten frustrated about that they're they're they 're tired of the breakdown of society, and so they 're turning inward. And their philosophies are becoming, look, I'll, I'll make myself a better person, things will work out. Um, unfortunately, no. Um, it's a nice thought, and I don't, you know, want to uh, suggest that no one should try to make a, be a better person, a less violent person or whatever, a higher conscious person, whatever. The nature of society is is that if that's all you're going to do, you, 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 we're, we're in deep trouble because it doesn't work that way. There's only a limited number of people that are going to do that. Uh, and so the commons will degrade. It will collapse. Um, and, you know, it's it's like the people that will get together occasionally and they'll light candles and they'll march, you know, at night for peace. And they, they do this and it makes them feel good and they put out a vibe. And they would love for 50 or 100 million people to join them, but those people never do. What they do is elect, you know, liars to the government who then service the next war. And we have war instead of peace. And so ultimately, you know, it it keeps coming down to the collective. In mass societies, the collective has got to get it together and start operating in their own interests. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is not special interests, but rather the collective of the commons. You got 40 million people. that are not on that on health insurance. Then they come together, and they they put a few dollars together, and they and they hire the best uh, lawyers and lobbyists and tax, and they actually start influencing the government to to solve the problem of of massive misrep, uh, 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 misrepresentation, not mis that's uh, the word I'm looking disparity disparity uh, disparity in health care, uh, and you could go on and on and on about that. Uh, we don't do that in America. We're we we we're still just figuring it out, and so essentially any, any billionaire virtually can run us around uh, the track all day long, and they do it, right, over and over again. A particular corporation, a particular billionaire, drive us nuts when, in fact, if we come together in a collective, we could buy that billionaire ten times over, but we won't do it, and so – People that turn inward and say, I'm going to find a higher consciousness and things will work out, what they're going to find is they're going to have some nice quiet meditation and then they're going to wake up one day and realize that the whole the whole place is on fire. Uh, the days of that are gone, right? The days of low population on this planet where you go off in the woods and lead a quiet life of meditation are over. Uh, if we don't get things together, there'll be no woods. You know, 15 billion people will chop them all down. And on, and on and on and on
2: and on. Do you think it's possible as people go inside, as you say, to expand their consciousness that they are able to actually make the changes that you're talking about? Because they are more um unable to tolerate the lies and are more willing to vote for and support the people that are more willing to say the truth?
1: Uh, I think it, on an individual basis that can happen, but in the collective it can't possibly work because, one, the population is growing too fast and societal change is too great. Mm-hmm. And so the limited number of people that will go inward and find a good good space, they, long before they could translate that good space into societal change, will be long gone. Um, this is just the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, we need action. Uh,
2: action, absolutely. We need action, mm-hmm. truth,
1: and action. You, you get truth, and you put it together with action, and you can do almost anything. Huge things can happen. Um, mm-hmm. But and, and and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that that making an effort to turn inward is a bad thing. I, I'm simply saying that a lot of the reasons people are doing it is not because they really believe that that's going to make the world a better place, but because they have nowhere else to go. Uh, They're so completely turned off by what's happening around them, the inability of social systems to work, that they're left with going inward. And this is is typical of overpopulated states. I mean, one of the reasons that that the Indian religions are the way they are and the Asian religions are the way they are is that those areas became overpopulated before almost any other parts of the world. They they, they became massively populated early on. And it, it was a difficult life with limited resources, and when you're faced with what I think India certainly was facing even early on, and to some degree China and other parts of Asia, uh, you go inward, because outward is almost unbearable, and they developed a whole culture and religious traditions that do provide the ability to find a meditative space. But unfortunately, it's not because that's the, the superior thing to do, but it was essentially a survival and necessary need because of the awfulness of what was developing around them as they just populated. You know, this is off topic for me, and I don't go here much. But it's not not partisan politics, so I'm, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I avoid partisan politics. Uh-huh. Is that when you look at all these various issues, it keeps coming back to the to the to the, the same thing over and over and over again. The the real fundamental human dilemma, uh-huh. the one that we're still grappling with, with very little success, but. The, 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 we're starting to see glimmers of possibly addressing it, and that is we are a species, like any other species, that is living today because we have a multi-million year built-in genetic need to breed and having children, creating more humans, is our fundamental raison d'etre. And it's not something we just learned recently. We've been at it for millions of years. And suddenly we arrive, very suddenly. Like it happened very quickly. It happened between roughly 1800 and 2000. So we're talking 200 years, which is a tiny drop in the bucket. Suddenly we came up with a time, we reached a point, when that that Two million, multi-million-year genetic um, um, need, compulsion, impelment impel, 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 impel had to be modified. It had to be curtailed, otherwise it would be our destruction. And that dilemma we have been dealing with for 200 years, and we keep always coming back to it, and we we still haven't dealt with it. It is, it, 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 and and you can see it right now population issue is one of the most important in the world, and you could watch you could watch election coverage in America night and day, all the way up through the election in November, and you will not see a single candidate even mention it once. And this is generally true in most other countries. Right. It's it's like the ET issue, one of the taboo subjects. You don't talk about that. You don't campaign on that. You don't go there. It'll somehow take care of itself. And yet, it keeps coming back to that, and and that's relevant to the ET issue because I believe the population issue is another one of the reasons why they really went uh, active in 1947, because they they they're, they're more than capable of projecting our population as we are, and probably because of their past experience with other biospheres, are more able to understand the implications of it more than even we are. And so I would combine the population issue with the nuclear issue as the driving forces for the timing of this transition we're going through. Now, are they going to help us with that? Very possibly, because, because one of the uh one of the things I'm pretty confident of because of their extraordinary ability in uh genetic and biosciences is that if they wanted to If we were in an open engagement with them, and they wanted to, they could provide us technology that would make birth control utterly trivial, and we could probably have the population fully under control in two generations, Um, and that would be that, and then we would be on our way to making this planet an extraordinary place, a planet without want, a planet without violence and war of of a significant level. and the simple truth is is that they really couldn't have provided that. And you could say, well, why didn't they provide it back in 1820? But I can imagine why they couldn't have. It just wouldn't work. We, we are now probably able to actually take on a technology like that. We couldn't do it. And we're also right at the tipping points on the population environmental equations. And so again, when you start looking at it from the big picture, which is my job, I'm, I'm supposed to step back from the planet as far as I can, get up there in an orbit of maybe ten thousand, you know, miles out, and look down on the whole thing, including the ET engagement, and see if I can figure out or see what may be going on. Just, just, just as a as a model to be able to make decisions about advocacy. Uh, maneuvers and, and also to come to, to conclusions about whether to proceed or not to proceed, because not all activism is appropriate. Sometimes you don't want to do that, um, but to do that you have to have a big picture model. Otherwise, you're just groping in the dark. When you look at that bigger picture, you you see you see them tampering with our nuclear weapons, you see them dealing with our genetics, uh, and you're thinking, wow. Is it possible that not too long from now, nuclear weapons are going to be a non-issue? Population management will be trivial and, and non-coercive, and uh, and and that we may even be able to have enhanced humans, which will give us a little bit more of an edge. Is that all? Just 10, 15 years away? Because if it is, we're going to get through this century okay. Yes. I like that. Yes.
2: Yeah, yes. That's that's what I would call the higher consciousness view because it's based on hope and we know we have to keep rising above the fear because fear is creates destructive behaviors and hiding behaviors and hope and exploration and courage such as you're displaying is what you know, is what's going to transition us into a new version of reality that I can, you know, that I agree. I see it right there. And, and like I said, many people that are channeling and, you know, and I information that I've gotten in my inner self, it totally fits everything you've said. So for me, it's so very validating because all this stuff that, you know, someone like you might say, well, what, this is a woo woo world. My husband would say that. No, I just can't
1: deal <laughs> with know? it. I just can't deal exactly. with it. I don't judge.
2: <laughs> it to- Yeah, it totally matches everything that you've said. I mean, right on track. And that is a beautiful thing. So there is a cohesiveness that's happening here.
1: Well, a little cohesiveness would go a long way, that's for sure. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> one of the things I would love to see, and it maybe will happen in the post-disclosure world, when all things are possible and all things will probably be on the table more than ever, is wonderful. to sort through... Psychic phenomena we've been experiencing, and find out who's really channeling and who's not. Uh, what, what is really happening there, and what is confabulated? Uh, in other words, see one of, one of the great uh, one of the great disparities in the, the modern worldview or the modern systems is is that within that dualism of spirituality and science. Which is mm-hmm. a dualism. I mean, it is a dualism that one could could address, even though again everything is one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that on one side you they they is a highly developed method of obtaining information, testing it, and putting it into a matrix, and moving on. And spiritual duality doesn't have that. It doesn't work on that process. And so that that. It means they're not just two strains of thought they're two radically different um knowledge systems and are 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 essentially incompatible um, incompatible in the sen- in, in this way that that spirituality tends to move very slowly in in any one direction, and is awfully going in in in, in too many directions, um, uh, and so it's it's much more. Boy, it's more, I'm, I need to come up with a good analogy for that. But
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, people that that devote themselves to spirituality are are really operating in another uh, place, another world, and and so. That is why there's been this huge gap between the two. And and we love it when we see a little overlap, when we see science and, quote, the spirituality side of of things connect a little bit. Uh, And that's not a bad thing, but it doesn't happen as much as people think. And the disconnect is really still great. And you're starting to see it play out in American politics right now. Uh, This gap between the two, this fundamental disconnect is emerging very rapidly and it's going to play a big role in the coming election and it's going to be very very unpleasant Um, uh, there are people who are gifted in that they they have both a profound command of science and the scientific method and a very good understanding of some of the, the best spiritual concepts and traditions and as a result can kind of speak in both worlds and they're very, very valuable people. There's not a lot, and if we could focus, if most people would focus on them, these 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 special individuals that have those the the the, the dual uh, sort of uh, multi multi I guess they're multilingual in that sense, multi-world view. I uh, think it would be nice, but unfortunately they don't. And so the spiritual side is a very different painting. And uh, I don't know where that's going to go ultimately. Um, I, I well, fear... It
2: depends on it. It depends on, on the operational definition of spirituality, and if it's if the operational definition is spirituality and going off and doing something for yourself and finding God within you and leaving, then that is definitely a, a model that has been used. Um, and there's also a developing model that spirituality is really about um, expanding our potential that we have been not using our potential. We've been using, like, you know, 5% of our brain, and there's all that DNA that has not been active within our system. And there is a spirituality that's developed on a... In between, as I was saying, that pulls the two together that is looking and and perceiving and exploring new ways to do everything that you 're talking about um, and to not have it be something that is just for the individual, but that something is for the collective and for the foundation and initiation of a new operating system for how we 're going to live as human beings on an evolving planet so okay. You know, I just want you to know that there's more out there than you might think.
1: Oh, I know that. Um, <laughs> science is kind of an operating system for uh, getting things done, and spirituality, if it if it's cohesive, is an operating system for how to live. Because yep. I mean, a person can master enough science to be able to build a rocket ship, but but being able to build a rocket ship and even what you know to build it really says virtually nothing about how you would live your life. And so there is there is the these are like are two different operating systems, Mac and PC. Yeah. But unfortunately yeah, spirituality do. also includes I think appropriately so the entire religious context and that includes all the world's religions. And of course they're off in a whole bunch of different directions. And so they ultimately sure. they will shrink. I mean not right away. I mean, after disclosure I think the numbers will go up. But I believe that they will shrink. Inevitably, this the whole religious spiritual side of our existence has got to be preened. Is it
2: preened?
1: Yeah. Yeah, preened. In prone. other words, it's.
2: it's <laughs> no, like you prune a tree? <laughs> do you prune a tree or are you. Yeah, you prune, the tree, you take a, prune off a tree. It's a prune tree, yeah. Dead. It's going to be pruned. You take off everything that's dead. That's exactly. I agree with you completely.
1: you, you got to get rid of all of the. See, yeah. scientific yeah. method is designed to get rid of that stuff as you go forward. Religion right. doesn't get rid of almost anything, right? And so right. it has to be, you know, there's going to have to be a much more cohesive yeah. uh, concept. Of, mm-hmm. of that operating system. Uh, okay. And because we don't have that is why you've still got religions prepared to annihilate each other even today. it has
2: been um, the basis of most wars.
1: Yeah, a, a lot of wars, not all, but a lot of them. And, and so that's just a reflection of the fact that you've got way, way too much baggage. Uh, so yeah. the spiritual... Uh, uh, boy, I wish Edgar Mitchell was here. This would make a, He would have loved this conversation. Um, <laughs> it, 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 the, the operating system... For the spiritual uh, side of the duality, is Uh needs to be substantially upgraded, and that is going to be a formidable task. That well, it's
2: the task that that people are in the process of. People are in the process of doing that, and you know, better hurry up. (laughs) Yes, absolutely, I agree with you completely. Well, we all better hurry
1: up. <laughs> I mean, it takes many uh, forms. I mean, just getting the Catholic Church to to allow priests yeah, to marry. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's been in the works for an awful long time. They still haven't done it. I think it'll happen fairly soon. But that's just one little thing. Well, uh, I think
2: spirituality and religion they're not they don't go in the same operating system. That's I think they
1: I think they do. I think you have to. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know that I know that people say, "Well, uh, I'm 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 spiritual, not religious," right. uh, because they are they know religion is uh, a problem for them. But that that's just a that's just a device to be comfortable. The reality is that all those people out there that are in those former religions view themselves mm-hmm. as being spiritual too, uh, and so it is all part of that spiritual. Uh, operating system and and uh, those that reject it, I mean, go away from. I don't blame them, but they have to understand that that doesn't mean that the reality and consequences of that part of the spiritual world are not going to come back and bite them. And yeah. you know, you know, it's like it's like you know, a, a good analogy. There would be a very spiritual, non-religious person who. Um, uh, is 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 uh, uh, completely away from and outside of all those structured religions, leading a very comfortable life, very comfortable with their spirituality, and it's all very good. And then they get, you know, killed in some religious terrorist attack, and it's like, gee, b- bummer, right? You you can't right. separate. I mean, I don't blame people for trying to separate from the world, but ultimately, it, it can't work. Uh, not not the world we're in now. There's no place to go. There's no place to hide right? The rich try to hide by getting tons of money. They move up in high-rises. They build underground bunkers to go in when the nuclear war hits. Uh, they buy islands in the South Pacific, and they spend all this money to sort of hide and get separated. And And, to, and they are able to in some degree, but even that is becoming non-workable. There's nowhere to go. Yeah, well,
2: I agree with you. I mean, the hiding in the spiritual world and the hiding in the whatever the Mundane world, however you want to look at it, you're right. The hiding has to end because we have to really pay attention here. This is, we're at a apex of transformation or destruction.
1: Another way to look at it is the people in the collective have got to turn, preferably together, and to yes. face reality. Yes. In other words, face it, right? In mm-hmm. other words, the government is, right now, the United States government. Is under the bed w- w- with a paper bag over its head, yeah. chanting, "There are no ATs There are no Ts, There are no ATs. I mean, that's that's the extreme case of not yeah. facing reality. Uh, and so uh, this this process of the, of the human race turning collectively to face it, stand up to it, and say, "Okay, what are we going to do about it? I can't run from it anymore." that that's that's a big deal. I mean, you don't you don't get 7 it's billion people to deal. turn in any one direction easily. There's only one thing that has the power to to turn that many people uh toward reality in a, in a, in, a, in a somewhat uh collective basis, and that's disclosure. It's the only thing I can imagine. Nothing else I think is even close. Disclosure will will result in a lot of people suddenly stopping
2: Yes, and it's
1: slowly turning, and they will be turning towards the real world
2: It will affect everybody's world view and it will take everybody out of their hiding places.
1: Uh, it. it, it uh, some people will still hide And, and this but is a collective process so some, some people will yank themselves around Face up to reality And just charge off Others will just slightly turn in that direction There's a lot of people yeah. out there But but a slight turn on the part of a billion people Is a big turn
2: yeah.
1: I mean it's extraordinary You, you, just, you, you really can get that uh, This could do it uh, If it's even more than a slight turn All the better But it's the closest thing we have to get that kind of collective change uh nothing else, nothing else is there i mean there you know people wait you know believe that messiahs will turn up and they'll they'll be so profound, so extraordinary that the quote their whatever powers they have or whatever specialness they have will cause huge numbers of people to turn and face quote supposed reality those messiahs they don't show up very often, and even or when they, they do.
2: Or they want to turn the ETs into messiahs.
1: There's that kind of thing going on too. Uh, yeah. Again, e- e- the ET. Yeah. And that, there's there's a there's a misconception because hmm. yeah, people that view the ETs as gods and they're just going to come down and we're all going to turn fate. Nah, yeah. Not. that may not happen so much, but it, it, the awareness. See, that's interesting. That what, what's even more powerful than the ETs themselves, in my opinion, is the reality that they're there. Whatever they're yeah. doing, that moment—that we are not alone—moment—that is the real powerful motivator to turn people's world's view. Once yeah. they turn, they will find the reality is complex. Right? It's not—it's okay. not—it's not some unified thing, and everything is not maybe going to become wonderful overnight. But it, it'll—it will be what it is. And so, it's not that the the, the ETs are messiahs you think it's the promised land, but their presence and, and the acknowledgement of their presence that's coming is going to be a transformative moment for us that, that could lead to some very interesting things and very very powerful things, um, th- th- because we'll be seeing the real world and reacting to the world the way that it is, not as the way we, we comfortably want it to be because it makes us feel good or not as the way the government tells us it is, lying to us, Makes it easy for them, or the way that our enemies tell us it is because it makes it easy for them, but the way that it really is. uh, Boy, it really is.
2: Hooray. You know, I have a real practical question. I have tried several times, two, three, four times, to go in and put my name on the Mm. petition, on that petition. It won't let me do it. And I'm also on, you know, that I was really supporting Obama back in the day. It's a different day, and I'm, I get his emails. And I was wondering, do you think maybe that's why I can't get in? Because I'm using that email. Should I use a different no. email instead? No. Uh
1: You talk about the, the disclosure petition at the White House website.
2: I've tried to find that. Get on there yeah. three, four times, and I can't do
1: it. No, no, there's, there's complaints coming in from all over. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's deliberate. I mean, if they if they if they're deliberately messing with the sites in order to prevent. People, you know, make make it very difficult to sign. Uh, mm-hmm. That coupled with the twenty-five thousand signature limit, and they could mess with those petitions that they really want to deal with, and 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 leave clean those petitions that they they're happy to quote respond to. This would be incredibly cynical and outrageous thing to do. There's no way we'll ever know. Uh, I know that that uh, plenty of people are having trouble. Mm-hmm. I've contacted them several times. They say no, we're fixing all this, but the complaints keep coming in. Uh, What can I say? It's their site. they got total control. And uh, uh, if they don't want something signed, there's no question they could stop it. There's one petition there that has 175,000 signatures on it. Believe it or not, it's a petition for ending trade with uh, Vietnam until they clean up their civil rights record there. 175,000 signatures. But then I could see why the administration wouldn't mind responding to that. The ET petition, the one that's up there now, oh, it's a huge problem if they have to respond to it. A huge problem. And I knew that going in. Uh, And I knew that they knew that going in. And so uh, even though I spoke to the day I launched it, I spoke to 3 million people on coast-to-coast radio that night for an hour. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Generated only 2,000 signatures and people were having trouble signing it that evening. And there's been problems ever since. So. Mm. I, it probably won't make 25k. I mean, if people, you know, I tell people, look, the, tr- the truth takes some effort. Lies, you get for free. Pound yeah. away at it <laughs> until you get it, you know. But the way these things work, if it's not clean and simple, people are gone. Yeah. They're gone. So uh, we're probably the thing will be probably pulled on on midnight the 24th, and that's that. But uh, well, there's, I will be back. So try at it. various emails if you have them, then, well, you, 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 when you set, have you ever set up an account there? Have you ever actually had an account set up with We the People? No. Oh, okay. People.
2: Oh, is that okay? You have to be a have a We the People
1: account. You have to create an account. Yeah. So when you okay. when you pull up a petition there, whether it's the disclosure petition 2 or any other uh-huh. petition, it will say create an account. You have to do that. You click on the create an account. Uh, okay. It, you will then have to give them your first and last name, that's required, an email address, that's required. City-state is optional, city-country optional. Then they send you immediately an email, this is typical to all commercial accounts, send you an email with a verification link to prove Mm -hmm. it's you, you click on that, you have a password they send you, you use that, you log back in and you sign. That's how you do it.
2: Maybe I didn't do all of that. That's good to know because maybe other people didn't do all of that either. So. Yeah, no, some of it is people <laughs>
1: just don't understand. I, I understand mm-hmm. that. I understand it. Yeah. Uh, I will go
2: make the We the People account. We the People account. And do all that. If I can get in now because I want to sign.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad and I hope you'll spread the word. So
0: we are disclosure and we are the economy as you said today. And so, in closing, what business strategies are you setting up in place for after? Uh,
1: If disclosure takes place, then uh, PRG will immediately start addressing the issues of the post-disclosure world. And and the the first and foremost issue will be, is the government telling us the truth? Uh, In other words, are they in any way playing with the truth on this? Uh, The disclosure event, there's ETs here, that's easy. I mean, we already know that. And that's what disclosure is. After that, Everything else we learn is potentially problematic, and so one of the first things PRG needs to do is uh, is focus on that. In other words, uh, be prepared to react to anything which is is uh, suspicious, and 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 also assist in the process of of, of getting the information out. Uh, of course, they'll immediately try to raise some money. Finally, after all these years, I think the money will be there. Funding will be there. And that money will allow PRG and, and others who get funding to do a, a lot more than they're doing now. And so the movement, the truth movement, will be empowered pretty quickly uh, and have quite a bit of resources to work with. Um will be, you know, the disclosure movement will be the the uh, hot item. Uh, it'll have its day, as it were. So that's the first thing, is, is the government going to tell the truth now that we've, gotten the cat out of the bag or are they going to start playing games with it? Are they going to pull their horns in? What are they going to do? That's number one. Two would be to uh, start uh, trying to build collective action. In other words, try to start providing ways that people can come together in large numbers to to decide how they're going to go forward. Um, In other words, Disclosure opens a door to a new world. It doesn't create that new world. It just allows you, the door, you you can walk into it. Now you have to build it. The new world post-disclosure will be built. It won't just suddenly emerge out of nowhere. Disclosure is nothing more than a moment in time. It's a door uh, that we, actually takes us into a, another place where we can now uh, significant alter and reform uh, where we were before, but that's actually going to be a very uh, in- immense task. And uh, if the people don't come together collectively to influence it, then limited groups of highly influential, powerful entities will construct the new world to their specifications mm-hmm. and have it all, ra- you know, locked down. And we'll be uh, out in the cold again in the new world, outside looking in. Uh, and, and to some degree, they'll try to institute old paradigm concepts into this new world, take advantage of everything that's there, but yet uh, not allow us to to have a different place. Uh, that's just the nature of human beings. So th- this is going to this is going to be one of the great opportunities for for mass citizen action on a nonviolent basis ever in all time, and. Uh, People, there's going to be people have to to help make that happen. I mean, it's not going to simply just happen. So PRG will be involved in that. Um, big time.
0: You know, with every, with all the sightings around the world that are being seen, it feels like it's already happening.
1: Mm. Well, sightings are just sightings. I mean, we've had them forever. Uh, the ETs may be more active. I think they're driving the process. Mm-hmm. They they don't really make much of an effort to to uh, hide anymore. I mean, we got people out there with night vision goggles seeing stuff all over the place you know i mean before night vision goggles they could pretty much fly at night couldn't see a damn thing with that you see stuff constantly and so clearly they know that but they don't care uh they're not they're not landing in the middle of central park but they're being seen and that 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 is simply driving the process. It makes it more and more difficult for the government <coughs> to hold the line. So the ETs are not completely out of the process. And to the degree that they're involved, uh, what I see points towards disclosure, points towards advancing the process as opposed to impeding it. I see almost no evidence for that. It doesn't mean they're not doing it, but I don't see the evidence for impeding it, other than obviously they could do even more overt stuff. It would result in disclosure, but it would be a forced disclosure. Uh, you know, Independence Day thing where... Yeah, I guess we're not alone because there's this mile-wide ship over the city. That's not a good thing. That's really bad. They don't—they don't do that. They don't allow that to happen because they know it would be bad. They know how destructive it would be, uh, and so they don't do that. They—they they, they hold back, waiting for us to finally do the obvious, you know, which is tell ourselves so simple and yet so obvious. Yeah, tell yourselves first. We don't want to show up at the door without you knowing we're coming. Uh, which is, you know, what any relative or neighbor should do. Don't show up unannounced. At least somehow let your neighbor know that you're gonna be coming over at some point. So they can expect you. Uh it's almost like a fundamental natural law. Don't show up un- unannounced. Well the obvious have shown up, right? So that's not the not, not the, the fact the factor here, but the idea of forcing us to acknowledge by 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 putting themselves right in front of our noses in a huge way and putting the government in an impossible position. They don't want to do that. It's very interesting. And so they're waiting. I've always speculated that, well, is there a time limit here? I mean, at some point Mm -hmm. are they saying, okay, enough. We've had it with you guys. And they simply go away for a 1,000 years. Say, we'll come back in a 1,000 years, see if you people have got you right. If you're still here, we'll Mm -hmm. give you another chance, right? I, I worry about that. That would be not no, good. That's a very weird, uh, yeah, I would I would be in bad shape if that happened, let me tell you.
2: No, no, we're not having that thought. <laughs> but see, I think they're evolved enough to know, just as you said, that it's always the few that rule the many. And there's a lot of the few that are very open to what they have to share with us.
1: So, a certain percentage changes the world. Enough. A certain percentage okay. changes the world, but you can change yes. the world without ruling it. You know, activists yeah. generally don't try to rule; they try to change. There's a difference. Yeah. Martin Luther King never held an elective office. Um yeah. and never ruled anything. Um, uh, so, uh, change change requires a certain percentage of the population. Yes,
2: absolutely.
1: And and then the amount that rule could be a very small group, but our founding fathers. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I don't like. I don't like to. Uh, uh, get into that too much. I mean, I don't make, a, make a, people make too big a deal of it, but the people that sort of structured the American experiment, well, on the backs, of course, the Native Americans, uh, did have a pretty good idea. And that was that if you want to minimize the awful abuses of power that history had shown over and over and over again for thousands of years, you have to expand the governmental base. You've got to you've got to have the state being ruled by much larger group of people, okay. and certainly no king. I mean that that's obvious, right? Okay. But they wanted to go beyond that, and um, we have uh, made some progress there. Right now, we're shrinking a little bit. We're 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 coming under the influence of much too much money in control. From a special interest groups, so we're seeing that 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 concept being violated, and we don't like, it, and it's causing trouble. Uh, but in the post-disclosure world, we've got to expand it. We, we we should have universal voting in this country. We need to set up internet voting that works. Not easy, but it can be done, and get the voting numbers up to 90, 95, 97 percent, so that virtually everybody is participating in elections and participating in that government that way. It, that would be a transforming thing. I don't care how uh, you know the fact that some people just vote and not really care. The fact that they're actually involved would be huge. It also would minimize other problems. All that's doable. It's a lot of things that could happen very quickly. Um, but again, we need to be in a world where the collective commons is very strong. The governance is broadly broadly covered, and uh, um, truth is at the center of the social contract. It's the one thing we can depend on. If you're going to put something at the center of the social contract, it's not gold bullion, right? It's not a bunch of battleships. It's the truth. If you make the truth the center of the social contract, you're going to do fine. You're going to have the best possible chance of having a highly successful society that could go on a very long time. Uh, And obviously that's not where we're at right now, uh, particularly in the United States. The Soviet Union completely violated that concept and utterly collapsed after... 73 years, uh, and, and only through utter brute force were they able to make it that long. Uh, the United States is trending that way, which is just outrageous to watch happen. Yeah. But, you know, we now have a, we have, we now have a population that has in, had allowed institutionalized lying to take place where you have people in government, when confronted with the need for truth, their response is, I cannot tell the truth, but I will learn to lie better. That's literally how they operate, with a few notable exceptions. I can't tell the truth. I'm sorry, but I will try to lie better, so you won't know. Uh, And the only response to them is, I feel very bad for you, and is there any chance you can resign now and go back to where you came from and, and try to lead a productive life so we can get somebody else in here because you're utterly useless to us and you're a detriment to society? Go away. I mean, that's what you want to do. But, of course, they don't go away. Interesting. I love this discussion. It's more broad-ranging than anything I've done in, in a long, long time, and I, I really enjoy it.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Dr. Sue. And thank you to Steve Bassett for your work in the Truth Movement. You are at the forefront of it, and you are helping to change this world. To show your support of this petition, go to...
1: Disclosure petition. Info. DisclosurePetition.info. Spread that link and spread the word. We've got only 12 days left, and we've got to get 19,000 signatures in 12 days. So,
0: Thank you, everyone.
1: Have a great day. Bye.
2: Bye-bye.